It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder get set for preseason game number two on Sunday against the Milwaukee Bucks. What should you be watching for in preseason game number two? Everything from the rookies to Darius Baisley and offensive sets and defensive schemes all coming up on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, rather than Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore s-t-i-l-e-s you can follow the show on twitter at lo thunderpod and email the show lo thunderpod at gmail.com call into the show 405-362-7128 on today's show we're going to dive into what to watch for in the thunder second preseason game against the milwaukee bucks as the thunder will have their lone espn game of the season and it comes in a meaningless game against milwaukee on a sunday so that's great that's a lot of fun how exciting is that but again, this is Locked on Thunder. Thank you for making us your first listen every single morning. We're here for you every single day on all podcasting platforms, including YouTube, for free. So make sure you subscribe so you stay up to date and never miss an episode. We really appreciate that. Like, comment, subscribe, everything you want to do uh, to Locked on Thunder, you can do. You can inter- always interact with the show as well. And so this is going to be the third season of Locked on Thunder, if you want to call it that. Took over you know, about three months before the bubble. And then now we're here. So however you want to splice up that those seasons, we're here and we're daily about the Thunder, your Thunder. So take that for what you will. You can also find me over at thunderousintentions.com as well. Let's get into this second preseason game. We will start the preview, what we always do, with the game overview. And this game will take place on Sunday, October 10th, 2021 on ESPN. It'll be the Milwaukee Bucks at home. Maybe Giannis plays. He returned to practice this week on about Wednesday, I believe. Is not going to play on Friday night against Brooklyn in Brooklyn. But if he is going to play this preseason, which he doesn't need to, but if he is going to, what a nice time to return would be in front of your home crowd on a Sunday night in the first preseason game in Milwaukee. So that'd be a ton of fun, but he'll likely not play, I'd imagine. For the Thunder, again, no injury report yet because we're so far out, but it sounds like Derek Favors might play because he returned to practice on Wednesday and full contact Wednesday, Thursday, off day Friday, um, you know, today. And then they'll travel Saturday and maybe he'll play Sunday. So that's what to watch for with that injury report. No update, of course, on Vitz Visa. We'll see how that's going. I would assume Kendrick Williams is kind of healthier because they said he could have played Monday if it was a real game. And that's been a week in between games now. So you'd imagine if he could play Monday, in a real game, you'd be able to play a week from then for a fake game or an exhibition game, whatever you want to call preseason. 
but the Bucks play Friday. So we'll see how the rotations look after playing Friday and then an off day Saturday and then playing again on Sunday. Maybe they rest a ton of people. Maybe they just rest a ton of people on Sunday as well. So what should you watch for? How should you watch this preseason game? I think that there's still a lot to take from preseason for specifically a young team like this uh, that's going to try out so many different things. But you know, the first thing that I'm looking for is the offensive sets and actions because we did not see very many of those from Mark on Monday. Um, the Thunder kept it very vanilla. And it's not a kind of football reason. Like, you know, you're used to hearing about keeping things vanilla whenever OU or OSU plays a bad team or an NFL team's early in the year playing a bad team to keep it vanilla so you don't show your hand. It's not about showing your hand. It's about, you know, even if we run the plays and the actions and the sets we want to run, uh, you know, if the other side is not giving 110% and it's not playing their best players, what are we really gaining from that? What, what are we really gaining from showing our sets and our philosophies whenever we can't really use it as a teaching moment because you're playing against guys who are playing half speed or playing lazy or lackadaisical. And so it doesn't really benefit you to, to play an offensive style in the preseason a lot of the time. So how has that changed against Milwaukee? Cause against Charlotte, we almost never saw them in any sort of actual action that was productive at all on defense though. They were switching a ton. They were playing drop coverage and they tend to try to bait and play the passing lanes. And for a small team, if you're going to go small ball five, you got to try to bait the ball handler and the playmaker. It's like playing safety in football. You're trying to make the quarterback think that this guy's open and you're going to go take it away. Baisley did a great job of this. Darius Baisley was awesome at this on Monday. A specific play where you know he had a play where LaMelo got a high pick and roll with Plumley. Roby's playing drop coverage, gets the screen. LaMelo now is going downhill towards Roby one-on-one. He has the matchup he wants. He sees Baisley start to come down off his man in the corner. And so LaMelo goes in the air. Well, Baisley understands, wait a second. LaMelo just went up in the air at the elbow. He's not going to take this look. And if he does, Roby's still in good position to, to contend and to contest the shot. So Baisley races back over to his guy in the corner who LaMelo thinks that Baisley has left. And LaMelo's already in the air. He's got he's to throw the ball now. It's what happens what he saw with Russ whenever he was young. And he'd jump in the air without really knowing exactly uh, what he wanted to do next. And he had to throw the pass. And Baisley was right there, picks it off, goes the other way. It gets the transition three on one. The Thunder get a bucket. Like playing those passing lanes, baiting those ball handlers into doing what you want them to do. That's what you're going to have to do whenever you're going to present that team with such a mismatch on almost every play, because whenever you're switching on everything and you're playing small, every team will have an, a, a way to exploit that. And you saw that a lot get exploited on Monday, but then you also saw good plays like that against uh, them on Monday as well. So are they going to keep playing drop coverage? Are they going to kind of relinquish the three against Milwaukee? Or do we see that change a bit? How are they going to play this now? as they lean fully into the small ball unit. Those are two of the kind of nerdier things that I'm watching for in this game as well. Uh, but I want to see how they do against a bigger team because it's clear that the Thunder believe in this. Everyone's a playmaker. There are no positions. They think that that's the next evolution of basketball, and they're trying to get ahead on that. The thing is, though, when you play that way against Charlotte, it helps you because Charlotte's a small team as well. Charlotte only really has Mason Plumley as a big. The rest of the time, they're playing this relatively same style that you're playing. 
So it was kind of an even matchup base at that point. Milwaukee's a bit bigger. How does this defense and has this team look against a slightly bigger or, you know, even a much bigger team in Milwaukee than Charlotte? So those are the kind of the nerdier aspects of it out of the way for you at the top of the show Uh, and getting into the more easily diagnosable in real time aspects of it is Darius Baisley. And I think Baisley played better than this, than the scoreboard says the box score says for Baisley on Monday, he goes over four, but each shot was incredible. Each shot was a wide open shot. Good look. Uh, a look that whenever they reviewed that on Tuesday, I'm sure that the thunder kept telling him, Hey, you know what? It didn't go in. Keep shooting that, keep shooting that look. Uh, you know, th- there was also a great aggressive drive in that process. And that's what you want to see from Baisley. You want to see aggressiveness. You want to see Baisley get more comfortable. And on that drive, he gets it out. Then he just attacks and give Kelly Uber credit. He made a great defensive slide and got the block. Cause Baisley kind of, went behind his back and kind of, you know, cocked the, cocked the uh, dunk back a bit too far. But that's still a great drive and a great take you want from Baisley because those are going to work out for Baisley more often than not because of how athletic he is. But, of course, the box score did not look as good as you'd want it to. But the box score is not the only tale of the game. And for Baisley's sake, he has a lot more confidence this year. He looks a lot more comfortable this year. But you do want to see him have great box score success to kind of get the more casual observers off of his back. So, I want to see him have a great night on Sunday. I really do. So hopefully he can accomplish that. Coming up, we'll talk about the rookies because the rookies are going to have a fun and interesting game on Sunday as well. But first, I'm going to say right now, our good friends over at the Sleeper app. So the Sleeper app is, I think, a great invention because right now you're waiting on the NBA regular season. And with that regular season comes fantasy sports. A lot of you are into daily fantasy sports. I saw one person. In my Twitter mentions on Monday, asking me what the starting lineup would be and how many minutes people will play. So I responded to it the best I could. Hey, look, you know, Mark said nobody will play crazy minutes. Here's the starters. And that person replied to me, thank you, but not crazy minutes does not help me in daily fantasy sports. Somebody was playing daily fantasy sports on a Monday Charlotte Thunder game in the preseason game number one. That was only broadcasted on a Thunder live stream on their website. People love fantasy sports and you should love it too. Only the sleeper app helps you love it even more because unlike daily fantasy or season long fantasy, where you have to pick every single day, have busy work and pick your lineup. What sleeper does with their new game pick model is that it makes it more like fantasy football, which you're probably already playing. You pick one matchup a week, for it to count for your, for your players and your starters, and then you're done. You're not setting laps every single morning, and you're not losing games based on who had the most games played that week. You're only going to be impacted with the players and the games that you picked. So you all pick an even number of games, and you go from there, and you win based on drafting and trading and acquiring better players instead of just players who play more than other players in terms of that specific week. Because some teams will have two games that week, Some teams will have four, some will have three. It's going to be all over the place this year. And so you don't want to get beat because somebody had a great player go for three games and your great player went for two games. That's not fair. That's not strategy. So skip that terrible daily process and go with the weekly game pick invention only on the Sleeper app. Go there, start your league and start your fantasy league before the season begins. Sleeper app with the game pick section. Make sure you go do that as well. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. 
Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. On today's show, we're going to continue breaking down what to watch for in this Milwaukee OKC preseason game on Sunday. We'll recap this game on Monday because this is Locked On Thunder, your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thank you for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Make sure you're checking us out over there as well. Subscribe for free on all platforms and make your second listen every single morning. Locked on fantasy basketball. Help you out getting into getting into fantasy basketball. It's the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world, hosted by Josh Lloyd. Make sure you go check it out right here on the network after the show is over. But first, let's talk about more of what to watch for. So I'm looking for Trey Mann. Trey Mann in this game on Monday. Looked like he was lost a bit and kind of was unsure of it. I mean, it looked like he was concerned. I'll say that. And it just didn't feel like he was playing freely. It felt like at every turn and every play, every possession, he was wondering, did I make the right decision? Did I make the right play? Instead of just playing and letting his play get into a rhythm, he was worried about messing up. And if you're going to go through anything, you know, your job, a hobby, whatever, and instead of embracing it and just doing that job, wondering did I mess this up, did I mess that up, it's going to hold you back a bit. So can he play more free in this game and, and more confident in this game? I want to see that as well because I think that Trey Mann is a long-term draft pick. Even though he's a college player uh, and, and he's played more in college than most people do, I think he's a long-term player and will benefit a lot from the G League. Because he's going to have to adjust to the height, to the speed, to the spacing, to the pace of the NBA game. And for him to do that with NBA minutes, it would require him to me, just by looking at this roster and this rotation, to get those NBA minutes at the cost of changing position and changing kind of what his role would be. And his role is best served as that playmaker, as that creator for himself and others. There's not a ton of lineups where, he can, he, where he's going to be the only and primary creator for himself and others. To so where playing in the G League, it lets you relax, get settled into the pace and to the athletes at this level, and do so in your natural position. You don't want to throw too much on somebody. You don't want to say, okay, get used to the new athletes, get used to the new speed, get used to the new play style and the spacing, and then also get used to a new position all at one time. Take it a step at a time and go speed first and adjustments there physically before we go, okay, now let's make adjustments to where you are playing off ball more than you're used to in high school and college. Taking that development kind of slow, I think can benefit Trey Mann. And, and just seeing how he kind of naturally progresses, even in, from game one to two, a week in between games one and two, to see how he naturally gets better uh, will be interesting to me to see in this game. Josh Giddy, of course, versus a better defense will be fun. You, you know, you're really looking for his three-point shooting to me. Two for four was great. It was one game. How does he look from beyond the arc all year long would be something to monitor. 
His defense will be important because we don't even have a baseline for what he can be as a defender. And of course, the playmaking can be there. Like he's a great playmaker. There, there's nothing to say about that. But I'm interested in his offense against, against a better defense, like his personal offense, because he was able to just sneakily pour in 18 points and just effortlessly get to the basket and get efficient looks and get great looks. Think to yourself, if you watched that entire game Monday, how many times did you say, ah, he probably shouldn't have shot that? I can think back to a moment in the summer league where immediately he has a shot where I shouldn't have shot that Josh. That was not a good luck. Remember he has the, the opening sequence where he gets the screen and goes for the dunk. And the next time out, he isolates and goes ISO for himself, calls for an ISO, takes a contested step back three. That was way off. And you're just like, ah, come on, Josh, don't do that part. So seeing him settle in naturally and mature naturally in that first preseason action was a welcome sight. He did not take any light shots. And in fact, he looked very smooth, mature, and looked very composed. And whenever you look up, you're like, whoa, he actually got 18 points. How do you do that? Because he's just playing within the system and playing within you know, the flow of the game and not trying too hard. He's taking what the defense gives him. How does he adjust to that against a better defense in, in, in Milwaukee? And again, it's hard to know who's going who's to play number one because they play tonight. They could you know, have guys injured or have guys resting on Sunday. So who will play? And then what level of effort will they play with on Sunday are two big ifs. So some of these questions we're going to have, and we might just have to say aren't answered. And so that'll hurt the way that we react to the game, but heading into the game, this is what we're trying to see if the game dictates it. Pokushevsky, another one, which Poku shows up? Because you have to just sit back right now. And if you're somebody who's overly upset about Monday's Poku game, take a, take a breath real quick, take a beat. Because this will be a long year. We should all come together right now and realize, you know what? With Pokushevsky, there's going to be some high highs and some low lows. And rarely will we get a game where it's in the middle and we kick our feet up and just relax. You're either going to be jumping out of your seat in excitement or dismay with Pokushevsky all year long. So the sooner that you realize that, the more enjoyable your experience becomes watching the roller coaster unfold. That's the type of player he is. For now, you're hoping that in two years or a year and a half or whatever timeline or three years you're going to put on him, that eventually he'll be a more consistent player and can be that kind of unicorn-like player that can be an all-star in this league. Lofty expectation, but it's an expectation that the Thunder believe in. Sam Presti and Mark believe in that. And so who's to say it can't happen? But in the meantime, you can't overreact to a terrible game. He's going to have terrible games. He just is. He's going to have terrible games. And he's going to have games worse than what he played on Monday. Will that happen Sunday? Maybe. And Sunday, he also could look great and score 20 points and have an unbelievable assist and have a help side block. And it's just all gravy on Monday. So what Pokoshevsky will we get in this one? Now, this next one, it'll be hard to tell just by watching. It'll be more of like asking Shea questions in the postgame whenever, whenever we talk to him. But what is Shea's conditioning like? He mentioned on, on uh, Tuesday that getting back on that floor Monday felt great emotionally to like kind of finally be back. But physically, he was very tired. And then going back and watching the film, you can tell, yeah, he is kind of laboring a bit in certain sequences. And so how does he handle late double teams with that? Was that was the sloppiness whenever Charlotte would disguise her doubles and send them late as Shea's about to attack the basket or about to make his next chess move on the offensive end. Was that a product of him just being out of NBA shape? Or was it a product of him kind of not understanding the late doubles and needing to adjust to them? We won't know that answer because we're not Shea. But seeing what happens in this game will be fun and fascinating. But again, it's hard to evaluate. And, that's, and this is why 
you're not showing your playbook right now. And it's not because you don't want them to see your plays. It's because it's hard to evaluate if it goes right or wrong. Was it a, a product of just simply nobody trying hard enough in the preseason? So it, it gets hard to kind of evaluate that stuff, um, but it is something to watch for. And then the second unit being able to score the basketball. Can anyone step up offensively in that second group offensively in game two? Hopefully, but again, it's going to be a tough defensive challenge. Can he hustle if he plays? I want to see him shoot threes. That's my only question. I feel a thousand percent confident that Kendrick Williams will hustle, will die for loose balls, will get floor burns, will get rebounds, will play good defense, will do everything he's going to do. Good passing for his position. The only thing I'm not sure of is was last year's three point shooting genuinely an improvement in who he is now, or was it a high high due to circumstances? Weird season weird COVID season where you're playing teams and they're not playing great defense or because they're tired and playing in their third game and four, you know, and fourth game and five nights, whatever the case was. And no fans helped your sight lines. Was it a product of that? Or did he actually just have something click for him mechanically with a shot uh, feel wise, rhythm wise? What was it? Is this going to be who he is now from beyond the arc? Cause the jump he made is a significant one. And it's one that we rarely see happen in a player's career like this, because remember, Kendrick Williams is not a old NBA player in the sense of service time. He's only played three seasons, but he is already 26 years old. And at 26 years old, to go from shooting 25% on two attempts per game to shooting 44%, that's a huge leap. It's a massive leap for your game. So is that real or not? And how does that affect his value later on? So I'm watching for that as well. Coming up, We'll talk about more of what to watch for us, but first, I want to say right now, your good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is your online sportbook experts. Make sure you're using betonline.ag. It's your number one spot for all pro and college football action with new updated site and interface. It is incredible. It's a great place to go to to bet on NBA, NFL, college ball action, everything that you need when betting, even postseason baseball. I've already placed bets on the regular season. I've bet the Thunder plus 12 and a half against Utah and the Jazz on opening night in Utah. I think that's an incredibly large line for this young, scrappy Thunder team. I think that they're going to keep it closer than that. Not win, but keep it closer than that on opening night. You know, you can't predict a huge upset on opening night, but I feel confident that they're not going to get blown out by more than 12 points. And I could be wrong, but you can either bet with me or against me at betonline.ag using our code locked on, get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, a 50%. Welcome bonus on your first deposit, but online where the game starts, but on AG promo code locked on will get you that bonus. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at built bar built bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order. That's builtbar.com. Promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. They have amazing flavors. Coconut, cherry raspberry, cherry barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor is, of course, cookies and cream. It's also Josh Lloyd's favorite flavor, host of Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. So I've got backup here, folks. Try the cookies and cream option. However, if you do not want to take my word for it, I understand you should order the mixed box. What that mixed box does is give you two of every single flavor. You get two of each flavor. You can try them all out and then reorder the flavor you love the most at builtbar.com. 
promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. Make sure you take full advantage of that today. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Also, when I watch Lou Dort's three-point shooting, same thing with Kenny Hustle, kind of what is Lou going to be from beyond the arc? He was very good uh, on Monday again. Is that going to be just kind of the player he is from now on? Uh, Mumbity is the most interesting player to me that can make the roster cut interesting. Because right now, the roster projection, if you've been paying attention, feels like you can do this with 100% accuracy. It feels like you can predict the Thunder roster with a total and absolute lock. You, you wave Mama D, you wave DJ Wilson, you wave Rob Edwards, and you're there. But Mama D had some great moments on Monday and some bad ones. Some like very bad ones. But you could tell that he has that raw ability that is worth investing in. And in my opinion, I'd rather you invest in Mama D than Gabriel Deck. Because I understand Gabriel Deck's a very good NBA player and a very good basketball player at any level. He was great in his overseas leagues. He was great in the Olympics. He was great in the NBA. For his role, he played a very great role. Very good job. Very solid basketball player. He's also, he's also 26. I'm not sure kind of what he brings to the Thunder long term. Whereas Mamadi right now is a much worse basketball player. Much worse. Miles worse than Gabriel Deck right now. In the future, though, this could pay off for the Thunder more so than keeping around Gabriel Deck. And for Gabriel Deck, I'm not sure why uh, you know, he'd want to, besides getting paid very handsomely, why he'd want to be on the Thunder who didn't even play him in a preseason game until garbage time. Like, it's just kind of interesting what the Thunder's plan is. It's the one area where I feel like nobody has a great pulse on what the Thunder want to achieve with this Gabriel Deck thing. And right now, again, if you're betting money, you would bet they wave Amadi, they wave DJ Wilson, they wave you know, Rob Edwards, they all go to the blue, and the rest is history. But Amadi is the one person that can make this an interesting decision for Sam Presti and the rest of the Thunder executives and coaching staff. Keys of the game are simple. Be healthy, find some form of offense, and then be a little less sloppy than you were on Monday. It's like 1% better. Be 1% less worse, you know, sloppy-wise. Play a more crisp game than Monday. You don't got to be in peak form, but just be a little bit less worse than you were on Monday, and we'll all be good to go uh, in this game. Don't really care about the outcome on the scoreboard, but just kind of finding that little bit of rhythm. If you can improve just a tiny, tiny bit, that's all you can ask for. Uh, don't care about the scoreboard in any game this season, but especially in preseason. Better the day, just PSA, don't bet on this game. Do not bet on preseason action, I am begging you, please, and do not play preseason fantasy, daily fantasy sports either. Don't do it, folks. Just wait a little bit. Wait a little bit longer. It's just a couple weeks. You're going to be okay. Don't bet. Do not bet on this game. I'm begging you, please. Just don't do it. The Moneyball Pick. If you're new to the show, the Moneyball Pick is a homage, an homage, an homage. Somewhere in that phrase, I got it right, I think to the Thunder radio play-by-play voice, Matt Pinto, who always says that when the Thunder hit a three, it's a Thunder Moneyball with the sponsorship and all that goes into it. Uh, but Thunder Moneyball is whoever leads the team in three-pointers that game. So I keep track all year long. My record right now is 0-1. So is yours. You tweet me, you email me at Ryland underscore Styles or at 
elefunderproject.com. You tweet me, email me, however you want to get in contact with me, your Moneyball pick, and we're going to keep track all year long. Whoever has the most correct picks wins a Thunder prize. So you want to stay tuned every single day and make your picks and see who can beat me. It's not that hard to do. Did not fare too well. It's hard. It's harder than it seems to predict who will lead the team in three-pointers made for this squad. So try your hand at it. I'm picking Lou Dort tonight. Who are you going to pick on Sunday as well? Until Monday, whenever we recap this great game, Milwaukee and Oklahoma City, you should be good and be good to one another. Thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen, your daily listen about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, go check out Locked on Fantasy Basketball with your host, Josh Lloyd, the number one fantasy show in the world. Make sure you go check that out today. Lockdown Thunder will be here for you on Monday to recap the game. Until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 